Today on the Callahan Podcast, well, Bill Barr, Bill Barr, wonderful attorney general, asked the question yesterday in front of Congress is, can we all just agree that attacking, trying to burn a federal courthouse is wrong? And we can't. That's how crazy things are right now, how screwed up this country is. We can't agree that trying to burn down a federal courthouse is wrong. That's that's the, the, the Congress people who are grilling them. They couldn't agree. And my guy, Alex Reamer, can't agree. That's why we have him here. We need someone to represent the crazies. And Alex is here to do it today to tell you how much he hates Don Trump Jr., who's being censored by Twitter. Um, Also, also Adam Schefter, the well-respected Adam Schefter, had a bizarre tweet about Bill Belichick and the number of patriots who are opting out of the season. We'll try to make sense of that. And Alex... Asked a good question uh, today. Why are all morning radio people in Boston screwed up? It's a good question. Um, I'll, I'll I'll try to explain it to him as the as the one morning radio guy who's you know perfectly normal and well adjusted. I'll try to explain that today. Um, but uh, we'll get to that and much more on the Callahan podcast, presented as always by DCU Digital Federal Credit Union. Okay, whether you're buying your first home, your dream home, or looking to refinance the home you love, DCU may have the mortgage program to fit your needs and, more importantly, fit your budget. Their mortgage experts will walk you through the application process and help remove the hurdles that make it so difficult and confusing. They'll bring you right up to the front steps of home ownership. Learn more about rates and programs or to apply today at dcu.org slash mortgage. DCU is an equal housing lender, NMLS number 466914, insured by NCUA. Membership required. Okay, Callahan, let's do this. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. All right, I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here in my house in front of my uh, bookcase and uh, looking out the window. I know where I am. How about you, Raymond? Do you know where you are? Yeah, I'm in my house as well. You're in your house. Okay. Uh, I know Dave knows. He doesn't always know. I don't think he knew last night when he drunk Periscope, but he knows where he is. He's at his vacation home in Rhode Island. That means all three of us have one advantage over the likely 46th president <laughs> who started his press conference yesterday by saying he was in some place and oh. he was wrong. And he, uh, if you're a Biden guy and I know, I know you are, I'm remember, a huge I'm, Biden guy. I love Joe Biden. Is, Bros one, for Biden. You, <laughs> and you write a script for him and you get him briefed and you get him ready. Isn't the one thing you really should get right where you are because the the charge against him from Trump and, and so many others is uh, doesn't know where he is, and he comes out in the press conference and says, uh, "I forget what it is." Dave can play it, but you know, says he's somewhere else, and then he realizes he's in the wrong place. And he goes, "Oh, I was just kidding." It is so bad. It is so embarrassing. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Kingswood Community Center. Actually, that's the one down I used to work as a joke. You didn't know where we were anyway. <laughs> of course, the media covered it up and pretended he was kidding and laughed. And at one point, I believe when he finished his press conference, the media gave him a round of applause, which right. is no surprise. I'm surprised they didn't carry him off the field like Rudy, Rudy Rudiger. Uh, but uh, it was another embarrassing day for uh, your candidate. And that 
now he's only up 15 in the polls. So and embarrassing. It's and the same day the president is retweeting a doctor who says that gynecology issues are caused by demon sex dreams. So do you I don't know, know what, do you know they're not? Do you understand? You're right. I don't yeah, I don't know anything about gynecology, actually. So it's not I my area of expertise. I don't, I don't know. Well, you would know more than me. You've had experience at least with the uh with the vagina. I have not. So <laughs> I don't know anything about it. So maybe you could learn something from uh, this crazy doctor. See, I don't care what the doctor said. To me, it was insane. It, we, we'll move on to Donald Trump Jr. This is insane for, for a couple of reasons. He he retweeted those doctors who think that hydrochloroquine, 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 yes. hydrochloroquine, along with zinc and that other substance, that other chemical. What, whatever Brady is peddling. There's three things, and you put them together, and it cures It cures um, uh, COVID. It cures yes. the coronavirus. And I, I don't care if it does or not. These are doctors. They have a right to speak to tell you what they think. <clears throat> and, and, I mean, if they're not doctors, who cares if they're not? I mean, they're allowed to say this. I mean, there are people who believe in, you know, you, you name it. I mean, there's a whole bunch of different religions. You know, Scientologists believe uh, aliens were dropped into volcanoes or something once upon a time. Correct. There's all, you know, uh, uh, Mitt Romney th- thinks he's wearing magic underwear. And he, and he is. And, he, and it's, it's caused him to find a conscience and uh, do the right thing. I'm very <laughs> proud of you. Do you think he should be allowed to speak and, and, and say what he believes on Twitter or on Facebook? Well, and, sure. I mean, allowed. Yeah, no one's arresting these people. But these are they're, they're these are insane doctors who are peddling conspiracy theories against uh, you know for a disease that's killed a virus that's killed more than one hundred forty thousand Americans. You, but you don't know that. I don't know. That. I don't know that you what might, it killed one hundred forty thousand. You don't plus. know that what they're saying this hydrochlor- hydrochloroquine mixed with zinc in the other thing. You don't know that this uh, doesn't uh, uh, help patients. Doesn't help patients. Uh, uh, the FDA famous. said the FDA has well, removed its authorization of hydrochloroquine. Uh, in in most of the world, you don't even need a prescription to take it. You can walk into your local pharmacy and buy it. It's very common. It does not have dangerous side effects. This is strictly political. So why don't you take it? Uh, I don't. I don't have it. I don't have the the virus. And well, uh, your trips I, back and forth to Maine. I mean, you've been I did. If I did, I would take it. it. I would certainly take it. I mean, I, I wouldn't hesitate to take it. I'm, I'm, I'm no hypocrite like Chris Cuomo, who uh, I believe his wife took it when she was on it. But he pretends that it's this deadly substance because it's all politics, as you know. But again, here's why I don't understand that. Like yesterday, they took down, they censored Donald Trump Jr. Twitter did because Twitter's run by a bunch of social justice warriors who are determined to get Biden elected. That's why right. everything happens right now. Everything happening in the world, everything, whether it's in sports or in, uh, in, in medicine or in, uh, you know, whatever in the movies, it's all with one goal in mind. Stop the evil orange man, get Biden elected. That's all. That's Poor why Trump. they're denying, so persecuted against. That's why they're denying that there are uh, riots and looting and burning. Right. And that's why they're, that's why deny, they're denying that Antifa exists, even though you can see it with your own two eyes every day. You can see the destruction. The reason they're saying that it, it, this isn't happening, that they're peaceful protests. The, the reason they're lying about it is because it helps Biden if there's if if you know, we don't think that 
crazy left wingers are trying to destroy the country. Amazing. And Donald Trump, a guy who inherited a whole real estate empire from his father, is like the most persecuted man in the world. It's so sad what happened to Donald J. Trump. We're talking about Donald Jr. here. Donald Jr. Oh, even more. Yeah, so Donald Jr. is very heavily persecuted. Tweeted out a video. If you you weren't paying attention, he retweeted the video of these bunch of doctors in their lab coats. No, no, he tweeted it out himself. His father, Donald J. Trump, retweeted it. Well, he, he didn't make the video. The video no. was, you know, the video was made by these doctors and one doctor from Africa who uh, was particularly outspoken. The, the demon sex doctor. The demon sex doctor. Yes, she's good. But, <laughs> but whether they're right or wrong is beside the point. They have a right to speak. And if they were uh, doctors saying whatever, it's something, you know, hydrochloroquine uh, kills people. If they were saying something, uh, Contrary to the president, or something that would hurt, would help clearly um, help Biden hurt Trump, they would never be censored. It, well, it, this was the most blatant example I've ever seen of big tech censoring uh, the right, censoring a conservative to help Biden. And w- the reason I don't always understand that it is because it's so blatant. Yesterday, it was the lead on all the. Fox shows, and it was all over Twitter how crazy this was that they decided to censor. Usually they're more subtle. Like when I lose a bunch of followers, when oh, I get shadow banned. Uh, yeah, of course. I don't yeah. I don't know what I could do about it. I don't know who to. But then in do you really case, think you're shadow banned, Jerry? Is it a tinfoil hat? Like I lost like 900 followers in a week. So why, why is that? I don't, because they're sick of your tweets. I almost unfollow you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would never do that to you, Reamer, you know, but anyway, I don't really tweet that often anymore, except I tweeted yesterday at public service announcement. If you want a COVID test in Boston, I know where to get one. That was a very helpful tweet. You got one. Thank you. Why did you get, have to get one? Uh, because I have a friend visiting this weekend. I won't say from where we don't want the marshals coming after him and mandating a quarantine, but, uh, and he's very, you know, he's very concerned about COVID and he insisted I get tested before he visits. So I got tested. I'm a great man. And you and it came up negative. Negative, yes. I've actually taken Good. two because I went to the great state of Maine a couple weeks ago for the gay camping festival on the Saco River. Right. We just missed the Minifans. Uh, so I, I've been two for two in my negatives. I think I'm going to stop getting tests. I don't want to. I don't want to push my well, luck. Well, well, don't worry about it. You're fine. You you look healthy. You're. I mean, you live dangerously. I know that, but you're. Uh, you've. You're, you're. You're fine. And if you get it, who cares? You'll be through it in a week. You'll be fine. But. Because I'm going to take hydrochloroquine. All right, say it with me. Sports are back, baby. Uh, Well, we've been waiting for this day since March, and now that it's here, I've got only one thing on my mind. My bookie. My bookie is a home run, a slam dunk, a triple overtime game-winning shot, all wrapped up in a one. I love it. You'll love it. And that should be all you need to hear in order to start betting today. My bookie has up-to-minute odds on all your favorite teams. And with the start of Major League Baseball here, there's never been a better time to start playing. With my bookie, it's easy. You bet, you win, they pay. Feeling good about your team's chances this year? Well, be sure to check out my bookie's World Series future bets. Nothing shows you believe in your team like betting on them before the season's even begun. But why stop with baseball? Smart bettors are always looking toward the future. And in this case, that means basketball, hockey, football, all of them. MyBookie is already accepting bets on all your favorite NBA, NHL, and NFL games. There's never been a better time to start exploring the world of online sports betting. Join today and MyBookie will match your, match your deposit 100%. Plus, they'll toss you a free $10 MLB future wager. 
All you got to do is enter promo code Callahan when signing up. Remember, at my bookie, the terms are simple. You bet, you win, they pay. I tell you what else was scary. This was scary to me that they could take down this video. Somebody in an office in Silicon Valley sitting there going, ooh, Donald Trump Jr. just retweeted or tweeted this video. We don't like it. Take it down. And you know what happens? Here's why I don't understand. I know they're working against Trump 24 hours a day out there. All of them. Facebook, Google, Twitter. Google. How is Google working against? It's a search engine. How is that? Well, they... I was glad you asked. I mean, okay, if you good. Google... If you Google, you can't, you will not see anything from Breitbart or maybe others. Uh, I know Breitbart, but the Blaze or the Daily Wire, all the right daily column. Jerry, Breitbart, Jerry, Jerry, hold on. That video of the doctors on Monday about hydrochloroquine, it got removed from Facebook. But before it did, it amassed 14 million views on Facebook. Good. So, but ha- so how is Facebook and big tech working against they just Breitbart t- just if they're they peddling Breitbart's videos and they- getting that video was posted on Breitbart. That's how it amassed so many views. Right. And Facebook and shared gone. it. And now it's gone. Okay, but it was but on, but I, Breitbart I is heard, part of the Facebook newsfeed. I heard the Breitbart editor. He was on, I think Tucker last night. He was on some show last night. And he said, if you Google something, say you Google Joe Biden, you will not see anything from Breitbart. You will not see anything from right wing websites. They, they don't allow them in their search engine. That's they, not you, true. You, so, so you think it's good because it serves your side. I think it's scary. Not and true. Let me give you another thing that makes me nervous. Ready? Not- hold on. I'm, I'm Googling Joe Biden right now live on the podcast. First result in Google News. Fox News. Biden's okay. notes. So if that's a Fox News, they're a right-wing website, right? Okay, get, so- t- tell me when you see Breitbart. Well, I, I saw Fox News. Okay, there's a whole bunch of stories in front of you then. Keep going down. Scroll well, down. I'm on, I'm on page two. Hold on. The okay. Hill. YouTube. Ballotpedia, C-SPAN, Fox News again. I seen Fox News, Jerry. You're wrong. Okay, again, where is Breitbart? Where I don't is know it. I, don't... <laughs> I just told you that they claimed that uh, Google uh, has, whatever, yanked Breitbart off the search engine. Uh, I don't true. even know the proper terminology, but it, there, you proved it. Joe, Joe Biden Breitbart. It. Yeah, I, it is frightening. It is I, there frightening. We go. I Googled Joe Biden Breitbart, and I have results here. There we go. They're not on. They're not pulled. Jerry, you're wrong. And Breitbart, no. again, this video amassed 14 million views on Facebook from Breitbart. Which is good. So you know why? You know why it amassed 14 million views? Because they attacked it and then they yanked it down and everyone wanted to see, see what, what's the big deal here? You know, why, why did they censor this? Uh, I'm, 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 I'm going to start calling it censorship. It used to be censorship was only by the government. And I, and, and Tucker made a great case here. He said, if it's, if it is if it is done by an organization or a multi uh, a massive corporation that has gotten this powerful because of the government because the government has allowed it because they paid off people their lobbyists have got uh, got them this this uh, monopoly then that is censorship because they're working with the government uh, so it is censorship Google and and uh, Twitter and Facebook are censoring conservatives including the president's son. Oh which my to God. me is sloppy. It's sloppy. Why would you? And, and they did it with Trump himself a couple of weeks ago. They censored a tweet by the president. When you do that, the rest of the world, the whole world looks and says, wow, they are working against him. It, they're not doing it subtly anymore. They're doing it out in the open. Well, Trump violates period. Donald Trump, our, our great president, violates Twitter's terms of services on a regular basis by threatening violence, 
all of that, and they don't Not remove real. his account. So I mean, Not, they they're, they're, so Tifa has accounts, Hamas has accounts. You know, the the, the supreme leader and uh, you know, I know Khamenei has one. Yeah, it's a good one. It's yeah. a good follow. <laughs> the anti semites are free to do their thing. I mean, I think Rashida. Right, you're right, Donald J. Trump. Account. You're right. Anti semites like Donald J. Trump are free to do their thing on yeah, Twitter. Right. You're right, Jerry. Donald yes. Anti semite. Christ, you guys got to pick your spots, Raymond. You really do. But here, Jerry. I mean, I am so sick and tired of, of, of Donald Trump Jr has been censored really i mean come on yes. he's one of the, he's one of the biggest platforms I'm just telling you what happened i'm not even giving you an opinion essentially i'm telling you what happened here's my question though what if what if they were tr- uh, tweeting false cancer cures and said like if you i don't know take a, a pill it cures cancer would you be in favor of them removing that video absolutely not absolutely you not. would not you, okay wow absolutely not you you have someone else tweet you can subtweet them and say this is false. Don't believe it. They can attach. They can link to stories proving it's false. That's how this works. I mean, I'm sure that's why. What's the uh, college basketball? Seth Davis, Lanny Davis's son, Seth right. Davis's mother sells fake Correct. cancer cures. Um, if she's on Twitter, I don't want her removed. I want people to refute it. People to point out she's a snake oil salesman. You don't remove it. No. How can you say that? You're supposed this to be is a because you this liberals is a, have lost your mind. Because this is because well, I hate Donald Trump Jr. He's a little piece of shit. So I'm happy whenever so he's unhappy. I like him. And- so you know what you should do? You should <laughs> subtweet him and say this is false. This guy's wrong. He's dangerous. You don't remove him. That is so unimaginable. But we are in the midst of a public I'm, health I'm crisis, Jerry. Jerry, Jerry and the and the pre- and the son of the president of the United States is tweeting out false cures for COVID hydrochloroquine, which the FDA has removed its authorization. There's no discernible proof it helps. And, so and a doctor who says so, the gynecology problems come from, again, demon sex dreams is peddling it. No, that's not good information. Want, Get that out of here. You don't demand a big tech company remove them. God, can you listen, listen to yourself, Remy? You're really disappointing me. You are. I mean, I know I know you're insane. I know you're, you know, you're not the brightest guy in the world, but you want some wonk, you know, some left-wing wonk in Silicon Valley to do this for you, to say, I don't like what he has to say, remove him. I don't want people removed. That to me gives me, you know, a chill up my spine. Another smaller example of this, and maybe you could agree with me on this. I don't know. It seems to me you've lost it. You, you just, you're like so many in the media that you hate Trump so much. You're willing to just throw away your principles. You, you throw away your free speech. And uh, I don't have any principles. You should. Uh, all, okay. all that all you care about is defeating Trump. That's all that matters, right? Uh, to remove this fascist from the White House. Yes, of course. There is. I Wouldn't believe in freedom. Quick, quick before we move on, what's name one fascist thing he's done? Sending unmarked federal agents to cities <laughs> and rounding up peaceful <laughs> protesters in Portland. Oh God, Alex. That's why I have you here. People want to know. I have you here because you represent them. You are, I, I, every day I watch the news, I'm reading, following, I'm watching the fires in Portland, the mortars, the fireworks, the, the destruction. And I say, who is on their side? Who supports them? Yesterday, I got a good example when they, when, uh, uh, Bill Barr, our great attorney general, oh, what a great went man. before yes. this House committee, and you heard saw one crazy left winger after another uh, defending Antifa, defending rioters, defending anarchists. It was nauseating. I mean, he was wonderful, but the people he's so wonderful. Yes, and and and, and Jim Jordan was great. He showed a video of all the destruction, uh, and the chairman of the committee, the detestable little troll, this 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 penguin. Uh, uh, Gerald Nadler 
Young uh, now. Said, he's, a young, he's young. <laughs> the Democratic I, Party. And, and, and the, the best part, if you didn't see it, was when he scolded the Republicans for not wearing their masks while he wasn't wearing his mask. It was great. Well, you know. And he wouldn't allow a bathroom break for the Attorney General of the United States. He wouldn't let him go to the bathroom. Tough. <laughs> You're under oath, under questioning. But they, it was, it was a, it backfired so much because the question a lot of people have, like me, is like, why? And we talked, I talked about this with Shattuck yesterday. It's like, why can't we all be anti anarchist? Why can't we all be anti looting, anti rioting? Why can't we all be against uh, hooligans trying to burn down a federal building? Federal courts are under attack. Since when is it okay? to try to burn down a federal court. Why can't we all be on the same side on that? As Americans, why can't we unite on that? I am against One that, but I've seen okay, videos good. out of Portland where we have, again, Department of Homeland Security agents, ICE people, dragging protesters into unmarked good. cars and good. taking them away, good. tear gassing good. protesters. Good. You cannot... Po- good. They're not so you're- protesters, Alex. They're rioters. Stop with the protest. Uh, the protests, those ended long ago. These aren't protests. These are riots by anarchists who want to burn federal property okay Far- so you so, so you but how about how about the anarchists like in oregon the right-wing militia the patriots kicker his people with the do you're okay with those anarchists or, out, or you what? mean out in the country trying yeah. to claim some some useless farmland for ranching that's fine they're not burning federal buildings there is no equivalency bar at one point and i wrote it down bar said can't we just admit uh, that uh, can we? I'm sorry. Can we just say attacks on a federal courthouse are wrong? Can't we just say that? And they couldn't. You can't. Why not? I don't even know if they're, know, know know if they're attacking the courthouse. I mean, they're protesting in front like, of the courthouse every day. They set fires. I just watched them this morning. They set fires. I don't understand. I guess I do understand because they have this outlaw mayor. This this mayor. This disgusting mayor who went out and got tear gassed as a show of. Uh, uh, camaraderie with the uh, with the protest with the rioters, and he ordered the cops to stand down so the cops don't do anything. The federal agents do because they had to. That's they're protecting federal buildings. Barr said that he said if we have a federal courthouse in D.C., he said what if they set that on fire? Would that be okay? And the Democrats has to sit there and go, ah, I reclaim my time. I reclaim my time. That's all they could say. It is a great question. Why can't we all agree burning federal buildings is wrong? You can't do it, Alex. It's amazing to me how that that isn't something we could all agree on. I, I don't because I don't even know if they're really doing it. Is 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 the question? And I would say in the war and all the issues we have, again, we have an uncontainable virus which is so potent still and uncontrolled. We can't even send kids back to school, and yes, we're sending we can, unmarked we, federal yeah. agents to cities yeah. to well, round up protesters. Like, where are our priorities? Do you, do you think if you try to set fire to a federal courthouse or throw? Uh, you know, explosives at federal agents that you should be arrested. And they're not I throwing do. explosive vests at the agents. Where are you they, saying they that? They literally have video of it, Alex. Literally have video of it's it. It's doctored tape. And, and the big deal in New York yesterday, and this was funny. I, I uh, it, it's there was a van, unmarked van, because the, as we learned yesterday, riot, uh, rioters, Black Lives Matter rioters, have caused one million dollars in damage on police cruisers alone. Three hundred police cars have either been damaged or destroyed by Black Lives Matter rioters, you know, because of George Floyd. But there was a van pulled up, grabbed this transgender 
protester off the street, threw in the van. Uh, Chris Hayes is on record as saying that's kidnapping. A bunch of lefties on MSNBC said this is awful. There were, I think, five warrants out for her arrest. She destroyed cameras all over the city. She destroyed property. She was an anarchist, a transgender activist, which somehow makes her, you know, sympathetic. Chris Hayes was corrected by his own colleagues, said, no, that person is wanted for many, many felonies. You have to use an unmarked van because the Black Lives Matter and Antifa, they destroy the ones that are marked. Just so the, the, un- the idea, though, of sending federal agents to round up U.S. citizens is scary. And they're criminals, dystopia. Alex. What do you want them to do? They're criminals. They have to arrest them. God. <sighs> So we're not going to agree. Once again, Alex and I are not going to agree that burning down federal buildings and attacking federal officers is wrong. They're not attacking Alex, the federal op- The officers Alex are attacking is, them. Are you kidding? There's been hundreds of them injured. There are literally, I think, three or four who have permanent eye damage from those lasers in Portland. I know. I know. you. Okay. Now you're going to roll your eyes and say, oh, poor guys. Yes. Their eyes. Their eyes have been permanently damaged by these lasers. And you... And, and, and Gerald Nadler and the rest of these clowns on this committee yesterday are are defending them, denying it for one reason only, because the people with the lasers are with you. You want Biden elected. The people with the lasers hate Trump. So those people with the lasers aren't so bad. That's the level of madness we've reached in this country. The people blinding cops with lasers aren't so bad because they hate Trump as much as you do. Do we have that straight? Absolutely, yeah, and I'm I'm ready to have my laser. I I love laser parties; they're fun. Let's go, let's go do it. Uh, I mean, if and and by the way, if they grab those laser guys, the laser pointers who are blinding cops, and put them in a van and take them to court and take them to jail, you're going to say, "Oh, it's like Gestapo and like stormtroopers." It is. See, I have mixed emotions on this. Mixed feelings. I want. To, I wish they could take every one of these laser guys and these arsonists and. Throw them in the meat grinder feet first. I, I mean, these are disgusting people. I would like to see them thrown in jail. And if they, you know, shoot them with rubber bullets, you know, in the ass, I'm all for that too. I'm, I want them to start fighting back, you know, vigorously. But I don't think it helps your side, Alex. I'm sorry. Yesterday didn't help your side. It didn't help Biden to see all of his surrogates fail to condemn them. I mean, I think if I'm advising you, if I'm advising Biden and, and, and advising all you Trump haters, I say at some point you got to say, you know, we're not with them. You know, it's like being in a bar with your drunk friend. At some point you say, I, I don't know him. These crazy people are not helping your cause. Can you understand that? Um, it, it depends on it depends on what you're talking about. You know, again, I think these I think the Portland protests are relatively contained until Trump sent these federal agents there and then it all exploded. See, they also want to agitate the protesters because it makes for better video and better I TV disagree. for them. I, I, the reason he was reluctant to send them, I disagree completely. You'd be shocked because he was reluctant I'm to shocked. send them because they're trying to lure him into that, that bull Connor moment where he uses the fire hoses or, or somebody. Well, shoots he, he already did that last month when they tear gas peaceful protesters in front of, in, in DC, as he walked to that church for the lamest photo op in history. They already did that. I, I, I'm not. I agree. It was kind of a strange photo up. He held up the Bible, which is a little upside weird. down. It was almost as uncomfortable as watching Clinton carry a Bible, um, <laughs> right? But um, 
But I, there's those aren't peaceful protesters, you know. They tried to burn that church he was standing in front of. Not the ones they tear gassed. Yes, yes, the same. They're the same crowd. You know, they're the same crowd. By the way, these people want to get tear gassed. It's 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 a badge of honor. The friggin' mayor of Portland tried to get tear gassed so he could say, "Oh my God, I'm with you. I'm with you, crazy people." But the other thing that I'm sure we'll disagree on, because I I uh, and we talked about this briefly yesterday is. I appreciated when the president said, I'm not going to John Lewis's memorial. I'm not going to go pay my respects, you know, to the body of John Lewis. I, I like that, even though uh, he got, even though I, I, I was surprised he did that because, I mean, I just think it's a moment of honesty. You know, you're going to, if he went there and, and, you know, like Mitt Romney would or Bush would and, you know, got on a knee and pretended to pray, wouldn't you call that like the phoniest thing ever? Oh, yeah. No, I have no issue with that. I mean, my bigger issue is all these Republicans who are, uh, you know, uh, saying nice things about John Lewis now, but have spent their entire careers and lives working against everything John Lewis stood for. So I have a bigger yeah, problem with I, them. I mean, they've, they've fought with him because he was a hard left, you know, bomb thrower, man. He he hated Trump. He called him illegitimate. He didn't go to the uh, inauguration. I think... He didn't go to if, Bush's inauguration either, I read. If Trump died... Would you expect John Lewis to go? No, there and get I, I, like, the I don't want. I don't want any Republican who has spent again his or her entire life fighting against John Lewis now honoring John Lewis. No, I, I want honesty. Yeah, I have no problem with that. I mean, Trump- I mean, just think of someone in your life you hate. You know, someone you hate the most. Mm. Like any old colleagues you hate, or people in the media. Wiggy. if wiggy croaked that would definitely well if we were allowed to that's the other thing john lewis has had five memorial services if your grandmother or grandfather died they die alone no one there to hold their hand they die alone and they don't get to have a a proper burial a proper service because they're not famous enough you're famous like john lewis or George Floyd, you get a gold casket if you're. Well, just, well um, let's, let's say John Lewis is one of the last, uh, previously one of the last living civil rights leaders. I lived no quite question. a life and deserved to be honored. I would say uh, no question, but so should your grandmother if she dies. She should be honored, but that's not that's against the law uh, uh, in most places. All right, today's show brought to you by Flagship Wealth. I'm actually here with Dave McDonough in his beautiful offices. Looks different since uh, one four months ago since I was last here. Well decorated, isn't it? Well decorated. All right, we're talking about the mid-year outlook report this week. I'm actually a little ticked off, to be honest with you. Okay. Because you showed me how many people have gone to flagshipwealth.com slash retirement versus the amount of people who requested the guide, the 2020 mid-year outlook. Maybe it's the person giving the message. It could be me. It could be. Maybe Jerry should start reading this. But the 124 people that went should have requested the guide, but only 54 did. So let's figure that out, people. Go there, put your email in, get the 2020 Outlook report. Dave, what's inside it? Tell them. Sell it for me because I can't. Well, here it is, David. You've got a market that just four short months ago was down 40%. Now we're flat for the year. And what this booklet does, it tells you how we got here, but more importantly, where we're going. So You know, Dave, the return this year has come from five different stocks in one sector of the market. A lot of your listeners out there, they're just chasing that hot sector. That's not the smart thing to do. You get your hands on the booklet, tells you where to go to get the rate of return, especially, again, Dave, with the market flat for the year. We gave away thousands of these on the radio. 
Now we're giving away hundreds, right? We're in the hundreds. I said 54 yesterday downloaded it. We're in the hundreds. I want thousands, okay? It was the most popular guide we ever gave away on radio. We're gonna make it the most popular guide we ever gave away in podcasting. Don't be a dummy. Go to flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. You say it now. Tell them not to be a dummy. Don't be a dummy. Thank you. Flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. I did not say give away the website. I said just say don't be a dummy. You listen to me when I speak. Flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. Get the mid-year outlook report. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC. Brings me to the other question that's kind of scary about not big tech, just tech. There's all these new rules, all these governors. Yesterday in Massachusetts, Charlie Baker, there was a story, I think it had to be in the Globe, but his approval rating is is like an all-time high, 80%. I assume they didn't check with business owners, restaurateurs. They didn't check with gym owners because this guy's destroyed tens of thousands of businesses, put millions, a million, more than a million people out of business, and his approval rating is 80%. I assume they just called teachers and globe editorial writers to get the get that poll but well why i mean no no, no. look look, jerry we agree on some aspects of the of that and uh, the nanny state aspects here but you know i would also say that the worst thing for an actual economic recovery is stopping and starting which is what they're doing in florida in texas arizona i think in the long haul we got it right here in massachusetts and northeast and we'll see that that's insane. Did, did they get it right? The Holyoke soldiers, soldiers home. Did they get it right in the nursing homes around Mass, New no, York, New terrible. Jersey? No, terrible. I mean, the idea that we did it right, did it? We, it, it we... Yeah, early on there were catastrophic missteps. I mean, and, Baker went on vacation uh, a week before everything shut down, but since then he's done a nice job of cleaning he's done things an up. Awful and Jerry, Jerry, awful. I went again for a COVID test on Monday. I got my results within 24 hours. That is so rare in this country, and we can do it here in Massachusetts. And the governor deserves credit for that. He deserves no credit for anything. He's done a terrible job. But anyway, so he comes up with this new rule that you have to, I don't know, quarantine and stay home and all this, and no one even listens anymore. And somebody asked, like, how will they enforce that? And I'm like, oh, they won't enforce it. No, no, I mean, it's not enforceable. And they said, maybe they'll go with the easy pass. And I said, whoa. I don't know what that means. Oh, wow. So they're going to mark, mark your car. You're going to see if you left the state. Oh, and God. And did you come back and did you leave the state again within 14 days? you got to agree with me that that's insane, right? That is scary. That's insane and very scary now. Good. So, so they would – but this is not final. This is just an idea. No, no. It's just a – I mean, it's an obvious question of how can you enforce this uh, edict that you have to quarantine for 14 days when you leave the state and come back? I mean, you can't. I'm hoping you can't because I've been leaving the state and coming back many, many times. And so have you. And so have a lot of people. It's summertime. People go to the beach. They, you know, Colonnades, he's down in uh, Rhode Island. He doesn't know where he is right now. He's nursing another top 10 hangover. Did you see Colonnades drunk periscope last night? I missed it. No, it was a good, yeah. was it a good oh, one. It was, and I got to be honest. I watched, I started watching. I'll see what he's going to see how drunk he was. And I couldn't stop. It's so insane. I don't even know what it was about. It was about some real estate video that he made. He does videos for different you know companies and he did a video for a real estate company. And he was in it. So someone was mocking. I mean, he does a whole periscope. He's got a Bud Light in his hand. He's like swing, like that. Eh. Yeah. And people are tweeting or you know asking questions, typing in questions, and he's handling them. And it's it was eleven minutes long, and it was it was so bad it was good. But 
um, uh, that's his. And right now he's um, nursing another hangover. He's not contributing because he's, uh, I don't know, sweating it out on the beach. But uh, eight in the morning, I like that. He's a morning guy. A early. I'll give him that. He's a morning guy. But uh, that would be unbelievable if you suddenly get excitations for not quarantining because they checked your easy pass. Oh, I mean, but the RMV, and remember, it can't even, uh, they had that issue last year where if you like uh, got pulled over for drunk driving, it didn't go on your record. So, they, I mean, so, so they can't even handle that. Do you think they can really handle tracking down people who have left? No, the but, I, but I don't, I don't want them to even try. The idea that they would try is kind of scary to me. I don't know about you. That is scary to me. Oh, frightening. And yesterday, I, I believe this is on the front page of the Boston Herald today. Yesterday in Cambridge, all the best ideas start in Cambridge or Somerville. true. Um, they, they, they said that they would, um, not use cops anymore for traffic stops. They're going to use meter maids like parking enforcement officials. I, I don't think you're supposed to call them meter maids. Anymore. You're not. No. Um, meter maids are going to pull people over <laughs> for speeding or for running a red light. You're going to get pulled over by an unmarked, unarmed meter maid. Well, it's a proposal. It's not final number one. And I mean, I don't know. It depends. Like if it's a nonviolent traffic stop, if it's just speeding. I don't know if I have a problem with that. I mean, well, why do we need to start nonviolent? I mean, let's be honest. They start nonviolent. Well, I mean, there'll have to be some sort of delineation aspect here, right? I mean, I, like, like, like what if you pull someone over and it turns out they have a criminal record? And, and they need then, then I mean, does the meter person then call the cop for backup? Like, like, I don't what know. What happens if the guy just takes off? Or what happens if it's a meter maid is a 120 pound woman and it's, you know, a 300 pound guy and he just says, I'm not, I'm not getting, you know, you know, I'm leaving now. I'm leaving now. Here's the problem the unintended consequences of the defund police movement are just so vast and so frightening that I think it's only a matter of time before it totally blows up on you and your people when you, the already crime rates have soared everywhere. Violent crime has soared and nonviolent wow. crime. Still because, way down from where it was uh, like a generation ago. We're still doing well. It's way up from last year. And, and the cops are demoralized too. So they're not going to be, uh, um, there's a lot more, a um, lot fewer traffic, you know, speeding tickets and all that, which is fine, you know, but uh, you know, murders up, rom robberies up, all this is up because there are fewer cops. That's going to happen. And, I, I think it's another terrible issue for your guy. I mean, if there ever is a press conference, I wouldn't count yesterday as a press conference because they cheered for Biden after he was through with the media. Who at one point he made a, a, there was a gaffe, and one of the media people corrected Biden to to help him because they didn't want to embarrass him. It was uncomfortable as it always is when Biden is speaking off the cuff. But if he ever takes questions. The first one, the first one, and the one that matters the most is: Do you agree with this? Do you want to defund the cops? He said it before. I think that kills him if he's forced by AOC and Bernie and the rest of the lunatics who are campaigning for him, who are working with him, to say yes, we need to defund the cops. That's nobody a game changer. No, no, but nah. See, that's the issue. None of these attacks have stuck to Biden because nobody believes him. I mean, this is a guy who was such a champion of the ninety-four crime bill. You really think he wants that's to defund police? That's not a good defense, Reamer. Why? That, what? that it's not gonna it's not gonna hurt him because everyone knows he's lying. Yeah, nobody <laughs> believes it. No one buys that Joe Biden is this radical guy, and no one believes it. No, it doesn't stick to him. He doesn't want to defund the police, and I don't. You know, I don't want to get rid of police either. In this kind of all or nothing approach, because that is a fair question. Like you say, 
Cambridge is a good example that, you know, meter people are going to pull over. Uh, you're going to conduct traffic stops. But what if, again, we have a criminal in a traffic stop? Like, that's a fair question to ask. And it gets shouted down by this uh, defund the police uh, absolutists. We need to have some leeway but, here, but, Jerry. But you have defund the police absolutists you know, on the on the campaign. I mean, AOC is an absolutist. I don't know about that. She is. She, that. She, anytime people say, oh, no, we just want to reimagine policing, like these right. two nitwits, Joe Kennedy and Ed Markey, both said they want to reimagine policing. Well, I do. Yes, I want to reimagine it. They don't have the guts. AOC's a moron, but she's got guts. She said... Um, she said, we want to defund the police. Defund means defund, means abolish. That's what she said. She is a Biden surrogate. She He has to answer for that. He has to. It is the biggest, one of the biggest, you know, top two or three issues in this campaign. We need to know where he stands. Uh, we need to know, does he support the 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 burning down of federal courthouses? You know, it's a, I'm it's a sure he question. does. Yeah, Joe yeah. Biden supports anarchy. Are you <laughs> kidding me? There's nobody more establishment traditional than Joe Biden. I'm going to love hearing people like you, totally passionate, radical, socialist lunatics, defend this doddering old fool who's, you know, whose record includes you know, supporting foreign wars and supporting the crime bill, you know, uh, supporting you know, Robert Byrd. It's going to be it's going to be fun. I mean, it's going to be hard for you. As I told you, Jerry, Trump is just so I mean, I don't know how you're not outraged that we're the only Western country where the virus is still raging like it is. I mean, it's so much needless death, so much needless destruction. Death is way, way down. You know that. I mean, anytime you see a story about the spike in cases, you got to get to like the 27th paragraph where they say deaths are way, way down. It's so I, I, ICUs are being overrun in Houston. They're not. Other they're, areas. not they're not. They're not. They're not. And, okay. and, I mean, the spike is not because it. of the, you know, mainly because of the Black Lives Matter rallies. Not United. at all. Yes, it's mainly because of that. No. Um, but in so Boston, 1.3% of protesters tested positive. For I COVID. don't care if young people get it. That's fine. Yeah. That's how this is going to work. That's why Sweden is in such good shape because they did nothing and they protected yeah. their elderly. But, like we, they're like, not you know, really in good shape anymore. We protected. Our elderly in certain places, Florida, Texas, Georgia, and New York, we left them to die. We sent them to their death in these death houses because Cuomo is such a freaking fool. These states that are now worse off than we are here in the Northeast. They're not worse off, Jerry, they have to shut down again. They're not worse off. Young people get it. So what? That's So what? Then why why is Texas basically in another shutdown? Uh, They shouldn't be. Well, they are. And that's a Republican governor. They, he should not have done this. He should not have shut down. They they have protected the elderly. Young people are getting it. So what? Like, there's a bunch of lifeguards in, uh, I think it's down uh, Cape Cod. Went to a party and like eight lifeguards in got Chatham, it. yeah. Chat, they're, 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 they're 20 years old. They're perfectly healthy. They'll be fine in a week. So what? Yeah, but the so issue what? is, Jerry, that again, they're spreading it to others potentially. Okay. Unless they go see grandma, which they shouldn't do anyway, who cares? It's like... All right, let's get to sports. Let's get to sports. There you go. Those are words nuts. you always say. Let's get to let's the get to sports. You know, I'm going to do shake concrete first, and then we're going to get to sports because Adam Schefter tweeted something so bizarre, and and the reaction to this to the these NFL guys, you know, sitting out the season is just so strange to me. But first, uh, I want to talk to you, homeowners and home builders. You know what I'm going to tell you. My brother-in-law, Greg, and the folks at Shea Concrete have a huge selection of precast concrete steps. Whether you're building a new home or you need to replace an old stair at an old home, Shea has great values with designs for any home. You call up Shea, 
you uh, get a new set of stairs, you improve the value, the look of your home like that. Steps are available in concrete. You can customize with beautiful stone, granite, or brick. I like granite. That's me. I'm a granite kind of guy. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home. In most cases, they can remove the old stairs and have you walking up your new front steps within hours. You can just sit inside, crank the AC, look out the window, watch these guys come in, take away the old steps, put in the new steps, and just like that, your house is worth more. Or if you're building a home, these are the guys to go to for the best in precast concrete steps. You can learn more about them at Shea's website, shakeconcrete.com, shakeconcrete.com, or you can look for a job if you're one of the aforementioned people that Charlie Baker put out of work. Maybe this is the place for you. You can uh, see what they got at shakeconcrete.com, or you can just send your resume, send your resume to jobs at Shea Concrete. I was thinking of doing that until it got really, really hot. And then I said, I don't think I want to do concrete steps today. As you, as you know, my best friend's a paver, an allied paving, one of the other great sponsors of this yes. podcast. And I'm texting him the other day. I said, how's it going? And he was putting in a parking lot or something in uh, in Boston. Uh, I forget where it was in Boston. He said, the temperature is 102 right now. This is the hottest day we've ever had. He's been paving for like 30 years. And he said, this is the toughest day on the job he's he's ever had. And you know what amazes me when it's like this, Alex, when it's 100 degrees, is I think of growing up, I didn't have air conditioning. We never had air conditioning. I didn't get my first air conditioner until I was 30, until I was married. We we didn't have a pool. We didn't have a, a, you know, a, a beach house. We didn't have air conditioning in the car. I don't know how I lived through times like this. I don't know how I made it through it. I, I remember as a kid, I hated hot days like this. And now they don't phase me because I just turn on the AC. It's like everyone and I, have all, and I have all of those things. So what is, what is that? I know, and I wasn't poor, but we didn't have AC. My parents had a fan, one of those window fans that had like yes. two fans, one yeah. going one in their win, in their bedroom. And, and we had one other fan and we'd fight over it. Like if someone went to bed, one of my sisters or my brother would go to bed first. They would take the fan. And then as soon as they fall asleep, someone else sneak in and take it. You know, if, so if you went to bed last, you ended up with the fan all night. But if so that's you the way to do it, then yeah. And I would just and I'd wake up in us, and I'd, my whole bed would be just covered in sweat, and I'd yeah. be sweating, and and it would just and I, there was no relief. I mean, you'd run through the sprinkler. You know, there was no pool to jump in. It just was miserable. But that's you know something that has changed. Everyone has AC now, right? Yeah, I, I, and most people do. I mean, although not not many low income people don't, which so I have the cooling centers in Boston. But yesterday, I was uh, pumping air in my tires, so I can definitely uh, I can definitely sympathize with the pavers. It was pumping, intense manual labor. And you tie and you tires of your car, your bike, my car, my car. <clears throat> yeah, and you had to put your own air. In, you know how to I do did. that? I was. Oh. Uh, I had to call my father, and I tried to I tried to put the vacuum. Uh, in, into the into the valve, but then I got it. But it was hot. It was hot. I was well, out there for like three minutes. You got it, it done. It was. It's, it's incredible. And uh, I, you know, I'm just glad we have COVID to take our mind off climate change. Because if we didn't have COVID, all we'd be here, and we'd be here for Greta Thunberg right now, and all the rest of the nuts. Ed Markey saying we have to destroy the economy because it's so hot out. But I don't want to get into that today. We got to do some sports here. Some sports. You always um, say that. We, yep. Uh, baseball, everyone was yesterday was waiting for baseball to call off the season because a bunch of Mar- Miami Marlins um, tested positive. 
and it was like 11 guys or something. So they canceled their game or a couple of their games. Like, yeah, so what? They didn't cancel the season. I'll give Rob Manfred credit. He didn't cancel the season and run scared. He just said, you know, we're going to keep going. That's why we have expanded rosters. That's what you should do. Uh, it amazes me how many guys are opting out. I said this about David Price and Buster Posey. David Price makes $32 million a year, and he's he's not going to play. I guess that'd be prorated. It'd be yeah. Uh, he wouldn't 10, make anything close to that this year. Ten million or something. Yeah, he'd make Less. a lot of one you know, sixty games, whatever. He'd yeah. make millions, and he's not going to play because of a virus that he probably wouldn't get. But if he got, he probably wouldn't know it. And if he knew it, it probably would feel like the flu for a week. So there's really no great risk to David Price, and yet he's passing on millions and millions. And people held him up and said, "Boy, he really knew what he was doing, huh?" What? So what if guys at the Marlin, Miami Marlins, 11 guys have it? I'm going to guess nine or 10 of them don't even know it, don't even feel it. They don't – it's just they'll quarantine. They'll get better. They'll be fine. Yesterday – Hold on, hold on though, Jerry. Though. I, I'm going to stop you there. I mean, you're right. In most cases in young people, it works like that, but not all the time, and that's the risk. I mean, Eduardo Rodriguez, Red Sox pitcher, is 27, my age. He has heart complications after his battle with COVID, so it's not absolute that it has no effect on young people, which is right. why they're I, opting I out. Said nine, I said 9 or 10 well, of the 11. Pro- probably be asymptomatic, and they probably said, really? I have it? Wow, okay. I'll sit out for a week, and then it'll be fine. Then you don't have to wear a mask anymore. Then you can be comfortable and confident that you're good to go once you're quarantined for a week or two and get through it. Anyway, yesterday, uh, forget baseball. Baseball is not that important. Baseball, Very exciting. These games are great. I'm I'm loving it. This is you. Yeah, you know, you're a sports guy. I have one question. When I've seen highlights, I haven't watched any games. I have no interest. Uh, the Red Sox have started off what one in four. They, they yes. just look awful. there's like no one no pitcher on the team i've ever even heard of no and my question is like was it going to be this bad of a pitching staff like in february or march or like did it happen after covid like i don't i find that hard to believe that if this was a real season this would be the pitching staff maybe i don't don't know i think they're i think they're tanking for the top pick maybe there's somebody out there some top uh, first round pick just waiting and they're going to try and get the the worst record they're going to be awful uh they have an excuse because of covid they can say yeah screwed up everything that's why we have no fans you know, that's why we have cardboard cutouts in the stands because it looks so uh, apocalyptic, post apocalyptic, doesn't it? I mean, and, and like, go, oh, go Ohio on. State just announced they're going to play with, I think it's uh, 10,000 fans or 14, 15,000. And that's not many. They have a stadium that holds whatever it is, 100, and they're going to have 15,000 fans, but they'll still make noise. They'll still have movement. And if someone scores a touchdown, you'll still hear the cheers. And that's, I think, what the Patriots, what the NFL is going to do. Why can't baseball have, I don't know, 5,000, 10,000 fans? Why does it have to be zero? Because it's adding unnecessary. Well, first of all, I don't think they're allowed in, to have large gatherings in all cities. So you have a competitive advantage question. And the other uh, thing is, too, it's just unnecessary risk. I mean, it's already risky enough to be playing baseball. You're bringing 10,000 people even. That's unnecessary risk. Well, I mean, I think it's, I don't think it's great risk. What if, what if they all wore Black Lives Matter t-shirts? Would that be allowed? Uh, and Black Lives Matter masks, sure, yes, yes, then it's yes. yes, That's what they should do. The, the, the governor Cuomo's uh, like uh, threatening to, to arrest people who went to the Chain Smokers concert on uh, Long Island. He said this is on uh, over the top and this is wrong. And I said, what if they just had a sign that said Black Lives Matter or I can't breathe? Why can't they do that? And then everyone well, says it wasn't a concert; it was a protest. 
Oh, okay. That's cool. But anyway, <laughs> let's get to the Patriots. The Patriots had six guys have had six guys opt out and more than any, I think the next most was two per team, not many. And they have had some good players. Dante Hightower, Patrick Chung have opted out. Um, and yesterday, a quick question, on, and I asked this on Twitter. I think I know the answer, but still, if you opt out, you get $150,000. And if you opt out for medical reason, which if I'm a, like a 400-pound nose guard, I would say that's medical reasons. You're at risk. You know, We know obese people are at higher risk. You get 300000 to opt out. Why are they incentivizing sitting out the season? Well, first of all, you don't get a hundred. You have to pay it back next season, the one hundred fifty thousand. So you don't keep it. Um, but Jerry, I mean, these they, Dante Hightower, for example, is a new father. He has a newborn child, and he doesn't want to risk being out there playing football, traveling between cities, bumping heads, saliva spit with people. Uh, he doesn't want to do it. What's the issue with that? How can you not respect that? I, well, I don't respect it because he's ill informed. If he thinks it somehow it risks his child, it doesn't. I mean. Well, there is a risk that he can contract the coronavirus, and you're right. He probably would be fine, but we can't say with certainty he would be fine. There's a chance he could be Eduardo Rodriguez. Who wants to deal with a heart problem? But even if I respect it and understand it, um, why are we incentivizing it? It's not much of an incentive. Like I said, they have to pay it back next year against their salary. What if it's their last year? Do you think the NFL will chase a guy for 150 grand? The NFL, yes. (laughs) Yes, I do think that. So there is – this theory and it was uh, spread started, I think, or, or um, by um, Adam Schefter, the most respected NFL reporter. Uh, and when I forget it was Hightower or Chung, somebody uh, opted out yesterday. Uh, here's what Alec, uh, Adam Schefter tweeted, Reamer, and help me with this because it is bizarre. Schefter tweets actual text message from an NFL executive today after the sixth. Patriot opted out him uh, colon, you know, Bill uh, Belichick is masterminding this somehow Schefter for what reason NFL executive? I don't know. That's why he is who he is. So Bill Belichick, again, talk about incentivizing is encouraging according to an NFL executive. This is not, you know, some crazy, right-wing whatever. This is Adam Schefter (laughs) saying an NFL executive believes Belichick is behind this rash of opt-outs. And by the way, you could have more. Today, there could be two or three more. You could end up with 10 or 12 or 15 veterans, key veterans. The Patriots have no linebackers left from their team from last year when they had a great defense. Can you, why, why would Belichick, because here's, this is silly. Uh, the theory that he's trying to get the top pick, trying to get Trevor Lawrence is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Because again, I've said this many times. I'll say it again. I did the math in the last decade. The team that got the top pick won fewer than two games. The average number of wins was 1.9. So that you got to win two or at most two games, probably one game or no games to get the top pick. Could you imagine Belichick in this division you know, with Cam Newton, <laughs> or even without Cam Newton, winning one game or no games? No, and they, and again, they signed Cam Newton, which which blows that theory up. Is it possible this executive was just joking and Schefter misinterpreted, <laughs> misinterpreted uh, it? What I guess, I guess, but he wrote it. You know, it went viral. I can tell you how many it has. Like you know, thirty thousand uh, likes or retweets. Um, 
It's got 27,000 likes, 5,000 retweets. Um, I don't think Sheft is a big joke. Or, you know, it, it, it doesn't sound like he was joking. No, no, I'm not I'm, saying Schefter's joking. I'm saying maybe this executive was joking and Schefter yeah, maybe, but, bought it. But other than trying to get the top pick, and we see this on Twitter, the tank for Trevor, and I understand that there is a real good, enticing grand prize for the top pick for the team with the worst record. But can, can, can I mean, I, I, I would teams have done it. God knows the, the Colts did it. They got, you know, Andrew Luck, even though Suck they for had, luck. Yeah. Yeah. They suck for luck and they did, but, but Belichick would have to lose, you know, 14 games yeah. to do this, to do Trevor Lawrence. I mean, unless he gets like 10 or 15 more opt outs, I can't imagine that that is the plan that that would work. But he has cap space now, twenty-four million cap space. Here we go, Jadavian Clowney. Welcome oh. to Foxborough. Nope. nope. I mean, that would make more sense to me. Tanking for Trevor makes no sense. Um, even even though I think Belichick would, I mean, I don't think he has I don't think he has like a moral objection to it, like you know, losing to get the top pick. I don't think he has a moral object, objection to, you know, to to whatever to do anything to win, you know, over the long haul. Um, but it would be really hard for Belichick to go one and fifteen with Josh McDaniels, with you know, with the Jets and the Dolphins and the Bills twice uh, uh, on the schedule. No, but be- I mean, it, it just shows though how Belichick is in everybody's head, where people True. think that he's losing his entire linebacking core and it's on purpose, and his best safety, arguably, in Patrick Chung. Yeah, well, yesterday or it was a couple of days ago, this guy Kyle Brandt from uh, the oh, NFL Network. What an started- idiot he is. Well, he didn't. He didn't say anything. He just asked. He asked, "Why are media people rooting yeah. against sports? Essentially, rooting against football or rooting against baseball? You know, why do they wanting baseball or football or basketball to shut down?" And you know, said, so "Why are sports people rooting against sports?" And I tweeted at him and said, "They're not. They're rooting against Trump." And I firmly believe that. I know, you know, we we joke about this. You and I fight about this, but I believe media people who are against trying to play sports, just like teachers who are against starting school up and continuing their free, you know, their their long paid vacation, they're not doing it because they're worried about the kids. They're doing it because they're worried about four more years of Donald J. Trump. The issue with Kyle Brandt is, though, he doesn't understand that journalists who aren't paid by the leagues they cover are paid to ask questions. And he doesn't understand that because, again, he's not a journalist of any kind. He's basically a PR guy. So I have no respect for Kyle Brandt at all. None. See, I wasn't particularly familiar with his work. I mean, maybe well, he works for NFL Network. He's one of these NFL Network hosts, which is fine, but he's a PR pitchman. He's not a journalist, and thus he doesn't understand that journalists who, again, are not paid by the entities they cover are supposed to ask hard questions. But don't you feel like that? Oh, that's true. You're a media analyst, so don't you feel like that's the case for many for uh, for, what? for many journalists that they they don't uh, they feel like they're all in it together. I mean, you think on an ESPN? Do you think they're uh, you know, journalists who cover the NBA for ESPN? Uh, well, yeah, no, I mean, of course, I mean, there's a lot of compromise. Of course, they have billion-dollar TV deals. Yeah, they're they're compromised. But, you know, like Seth Wickersham isn't. Don Van Nata isn't. It depends on which ESPN department or journalist you're talking uh, about. I think Adrian Wojnarowski was exposed a couple weeks ago. He's back. 
Well, yeah, I mean, but Woj is like Schefter. I mean, he's a honk for the NBA. Like, Schefter's a honk for the NFL. They're information guys. You know, they're not exactly... Like, I don't count on Adam Schefter to deliver a hard-hitting expose on the NFL concussion crisis. That's not his thing. He'll tell you about a free agent signing. Same with Woj. Uh, I agree, but when they say things like, oh, I commend, you know, whoever, David Price or, you know, uh, you know Dante Hightower because of... He's got young children. He wants to be careful. And I say either you're not, either you're being dishonest or you're being, or you're ignorant because it doesn't threaten his young children. Again, I mean, if you're, if you say, I don't want to take any chances. I saw what happened to Eduardo Rodriguez, or I have to, my mother lives with me or my parents are next door and I don't want to risk put them at risk that I understand. Well, I mean, but hold on, but Dante Hightower, you know, NFL season training camp is starting now. If you make the playoffs that last through January, that's a long time to be away from your, uh, from your parents. That's a long time to, I mean, Jerry, this coronavirus is raging and to be traveling throughout the country playing football. I mean, it is, it is a risk and I have no issue with players who don't want to take that. I think they should do what Clemson was accused of doing is giving it to their players on purpose. Clemson, Alabama, LSU. And at first it sounded ridiculous, but on the first day, I believe it was the first day the Clemson guys got together, 37 kids tested positive. The NHL a week ago tested 2,000, I think it was 2,000-something players. Yeah. Do you, know, do you know how many tested positive? Did you follow that? Uh, what, like two or something? Zero. Zero, zero. that's right. That's right. Well, zero tested two. positive in the NBA and a few weeks ago. What was the NBA was two or something, right? NBA was zero as well. Was zero. So, so you get 2000 hockey players, zero positive. You have 120 or 130 Clemson football players and 37 test positive. That's strange. And if you're a, you know, college football coaches will do anything, anything to win. And if you're thinking, I can't have this go through the locker room in October or my chances of winning a national title are gone. I have to get this over with. So somehow they got it and they spread it and they'll get and they'll be fine. And that sounds like a typical college football, <clears throat> you know. Um, it's so sickening and disgusting. See, I, think, I think it's it's important. I think if the NFL or, you know, SEC, it turns out to be like baseball where they start, stop and cancel a game and cancel two games and quarantine a whole team. That is terrible for uh, – for the country. I mean, it's good for Trump. I mean, for good country. for uh, Biden, bad for Trump. But don't you think if the NFL starts off, first game is, Trump, is Brady versus Breeze. So the country's going to be into it. We're going to be into that. You would agree, right? I will watch that game. Yes, I will. And if and if like a whole bunch of Saints or a whole bunch of Bucks get the virus the week that week leading up to it, and, you know, they're bringing in scrubs off the street and, you know, not even Brady, but some of the stars are. Oh, are I want. Oh, it'd be great. if I mean, I don't want anybody to don't, be don't, ill. Don't but. I mean, but I mean, with with his attitude about this, I mean, you know. Let's be honest, Reamer. Did you see the obit of a woman in Buffalo died this week? And her obit says, you know, she hated with capital letters. Tom, she wanted everyone to know when she died that she was the biggest Tom Brady hater in the country. And that was right in the obit in the paper. Um, you're, I mean, you almost said it. I mean, you don't want it to spread it to his children, do you? No, no, I don't want anybody God, to get no. ill. But I mean, his attitude about this, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Like, okay, Tom, it'll be interesting to see what happens this season. See, even I think that's stupid to say we only fear. I mean, you, you know what you have to fear, Tom? Your parents. You love your parents. You say it all the time. They're old. Well, his mother's a cancer survivor. 
Right. There's, right. And, uh, um, you know, there are people in his family that he, I, I assume he could see them. He sees them now, but if he's around players and he gets it, he'll be fine. He's skinny. He's healthy, I think, but his parents would not be. So if you want to continue to see your parents, you should hope you don't get it. And I don't even understand what that means. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. That's that's just stupid. Well, don't be afraid of the virus. Be afraid of fear is what he's saying. <laughs> okay. I under- what what sense does that make? But you know what? You know what? Honestly, Alex, no one would say it. But if if Brady got it, the whole there'd be so many people in this country just laughing and and clapping and applauding. They well, really I mean, because he has his immunity, vitamins. I mean, he's bringing that onto himself. I think they just hate him. I think you know, yeah. you're right. They just hate him. They do. But, but in football, it's it's like school. You know, you, if school starts and football starts, there'll be a real sense of normalcy. It'll be a boost for Trump, which is why there's so many people are, you know, like the teachers unions. They don't want to go to work. I guess I don't blame them. They have had a free vacation for four months. Um, big teachers unions. I think teachers, at least the ones I know, would be glad to go back to school. But teachers unions don't because they're heavily invested in Biden and people are rooting against the NFL. Cause that will feel normal. That'll be a, even if they're kneeling, even if they're taking a knee, um, which they all will. You agree with me on that, right? Yeah, but it's meaningless. I mean, in baseball, they're taking these like before the anthem, that means nothing. So that's you performative. To, you have to do it during the anthem for, to be effective, to stop yes. police brutality. Well, no, <laughs> yes. If you, Exactly. But no, I mean, that, that's not the point of the protest because you're not protesting during the national anthem. You're just doing a gesture beforehand. So what? I mean, so the important thing is to disrupt the anthem. Well, that's the protest. Yes. To distract from the anthem. That's important. I know it's important, but that's the actual protest. Why just like kneeling beforehand or holding a cloth or putting your hand on somebody's shoulder, that's just performative. That's not the actual protest. I agree. Putting a hand on the shoulder like those two Dodgers did with Mookie is just, it's just such a pandering move. But uh, it is going to be interesting to see what people say, what they do when Brady and Breeze take a knee and Goodell takes a knee because that's coming, as we saw. Tom Brady will not take a knee during the anthem. He will uh, not. You think it'll be performative? Yes. 100%. 100%. Are you going to watch the NBA? Because um, I'm sure that a lot of people uh, like on my side of the aisle are going to be disgusted oh, by the no. NBA when they all have their slogans and they all have their you know Black Lives Matter painted on the court and they all start immediately after the game start talking about Breonna Taylor. You, you, you know why I think it bothers people is because they at their job, you know, whether they're you know working at an insurance company or a paver or a concrete company, they don't like take knees and, and, and sit there and, and talk, tell the customers about Brianna Taylor. They just do their jobs. That's, that's what they do. Yeah. But unfortunately nobody cares about them. So, I mean, that's the problem. The NBA players have platforms. True. And they, you know, I'm all for them to you again. I'm all for them using them. As I said last week, you know, when Marcus smart just starts talking about Brianna Taylor, you and I argued about this. We did. I would like to have him, you know, talk more than just say, Justice for Gianna. I would at least say, what does that mean? What do you mean, justice for Brianna Taylor? We want to oh, arrest yeah. the cops who killed her, and we're still waiting, Jerry. Do you know what today is? Do you know what today is a great day to do, Jerry? No. 
Arrest the cops who killed Breonna Taylor. Well, I, as I said to Turtle Boy, I said that they might. I wouldn't be surprised if they arrested that one guy, Hankinson, the one who got fired, because there were grounds for firing. I mean, do you think maybe there are grounds for some criminal charge? That's I think so. That's the red meat they may throw to you know LeBron and and Marcus Smart and everyone. They might say this guy's going to be charged with I don't know illegally something whatever a reckless endangerment, not murder, but something. But there's no way they charge all three. And if that's not good enough, too bad. I mean, they can't bring charges just to satiate the mob. They can't. Uh, no, you're right. But I mean, listen, we, we talked about this last week. But if you had no knock warrant, no drugs in the house, and then you kill someone who had nothing to do with anything like that, these consequences should be should be held. There well, should be did. consequences. She, you know, her, her boyfriend shot first. That's why they not bringing charges. That's but why again, but if jury, you live, but Jerry, what if we'll let them walk? We'll, we'll, but we'll, Jerry, but what if you again lived in a high crime neighborhood and people rammed into your house without knocking? Wouldn't you maybe shoot? Wouldn't you maybe be afraid about what's happening? Well, they say they identify themselves. They say they knocked like ten times before uh, battering in the door. But if someone batters into your door at night, right? This happened at night, and you're in a high crime urban area. I would be afraid. I would be afraid. No question. But so the cops are doing their job. It wasn't them that got the warrant. They're just serving the warrant. They're doing their job, and someone shoots them. Literally shoots and hits one of them. Are they supposed to not shoot back? They are professionals. And they should understand the situation. And again, they had the wrong house. They had the wrong house. There was no drugs in the home. Again, that wasn't their fault. That's they you know they were just serving the warrant. But whatever, we'll see. I think you may see one of them charged. If you don't, uh, we're going to hear a lot more because the NBA is just starting up, and it's become the cause celeb for for NBA players, including LeBron, who, by the way, did answer a couple of questions. He did say, "Arrest them." arrest those cops he didn't just sit there like marcus smart and say justice just we want justice you got to tell me what justice looks like before we uh before we have a real meaningful discussion but uh all right before we go i know you i mean you you i know you're a good friend of of minahan's we talked about this yesterday um i thought about trying to bring you in yesterday because you know you've been there but you, said, but you said no. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's it's, I it's all right. We could, I figured we could wait till today. Wait That's till today. fine. But Kirk's going away again. As I explained yesterday, it was a shock to me. I talked to him Sunday late afternoon after he was uh, thinking of uh, harming himself, and he never sounded better. It's kind of a thing, a common thing. When I, when I talk to him and he's doing, and I think he's doing great, somehow it's. Yeah. Not reality. It's it's when he's at his worst, when his dark his darkest moments. I don't see it or I don't hear it. I was with him, you know, two years ago, just before he walked down the railroad tracks. We had lunch, and he couldn't have been in a a better place. It seemed to me. It's just strange. There's. It's impossible. As I said, we were trying to understand the impossible. Understand what he's going through. We can't. We don't. But uh, I I know you uh, you wish him well. Yeah, no, and I, I do. And I actually did, I think, both shows with him at EEI before his mental health leaves, because he had two in, like, before the last one, he had a briefer one, right? Yes. I think. Um, so I actually did both shows before the leave and didn't sense anything wrong. And, I mean, it's just, it just shows you how, you know, 
how serious this is and we don't understand. And I think for Kirk, the thing that I've always just been very struck by with him is how successful and good he can be when his mind is clearly working against him. And that is just, it's, it's really kind of unbelievable. Is it not? I mean, this is somebody who, when you would work with them, never missed a story, never missed a beat and has this war going on in his head. And it's just, uh, and you just hope he gets better. I, think, I, know, he gets better. Of, I guess it would be like some, you know, tortured musician. You know, right. Like yeah. I think that's a good analogy. Kurt Cobain or somebody who are, and you say, but you got it all going for you. In this case, it's strange because it seemed to be never better for him. He had the weekend in Saco. Right, with his guys, fans. Right. And apparently it was very successful. And I talked to him about it Sunday between the two shows. And he said it was great. And he said it was incredible. And I'm like, well, good luck for the, the next one, Sunday night. And I think it went well. And you're thinking, this is working out great for him. He's, you know, got this outlet. He's got this this huge following. And, you know, he's got guys around him who are, you know, who are on the same page and you're thinking couldn't be better. But at the same time, his, his mind is, he's got that pain, that gnawing, nagging pain that he can't get rid of. And he's thinking of, uh, you know, hurting himself. It's just no, yeah. strange. And it is, I mean, and you talk, I mean, nobody takes their career more seriously than Kirk. And you mentioned, you know, what happened this past weekend up in Maine, all the fans. I mean, the show is really at a high. They just coming off Portnoy's interview with Trump, which I'm sure, right. you know, is stuff that he loves to talk about. And, you know, it takes a lot of courage to be able to step back and be public about your battles and say, I am going to take time for me. And that's something very admirable. And I think it's very important that Kirk is very public about this. Battle. I, know, and I do think we say this all the time. I do think it is a good message. And he said it in his tweet, if you don't you talk to someone, you know, go see someone and, and to admit that, you know, it's like, you know, admitting you're whatever drug addict or whatever, admitting that you have this problem is a huge step. He's done it a couple of times, but uh, in this case, I don't know what I called him and I haven't talked to him, but I don't know what he's going to, he said, he's going to be longer than a week or two. I don't know what yeah. that means. Hopefully it's long enough. Cause I think he, he, he wants to get back too quick. Whenever he does the, you know, whenever any, he wants to get back, even if he knows it's too quick, he can't help himself. He can't wait to get back. He loves it. You know, it's it's an outlet that he feels like he needs. But there's also things, you know, like Murchison that just get drive him real, literally drive him nuts that he has to get away from, at least get away from for a while, get away from the whole, you know, insanity of, uh, you know, the, <laughs> the Minifan world, the Minahan world. So hopefully he stays, he gets the help he needs and he stays away long enough. But it's also probably a lifelong battle. So there'll be these little, these yeah. little breaks and hopefully this one works. Hopefully he finds the right meds, the right therapy, the right, whatever it takes. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. No, whatever it takes. It and again, it, it, it's very, it's very, it's very admirable to again, step away when you're at the top like this. You know, I, I think Kirk, I mean, what happened, you talk about people who are deplatformed. I mean, he really was for months. I mean, he was just kind of hidden. And the fact that he's been able to build this podcast uh, into what it is, is, is really incredible. And it speaks to his talent and yeah, it takes a lot of courage and a lot of guts to walk away when you're at the top like this. Well, one thing we know is the, the mini fans will be waiting when he gets back. You know that they'll be, <laughs> they'll be, they'll be you'll, waiting. You'll appreciate this. I was doing a radio interview yesterday, uh, an affiliate in Las Vegas. And the host asked me why, 
Boston Sports Talk radio hosts are so fucked up. <laughs> he goes, they're really? alco- yes. He goes, they're they're insane. They're alcoholics. They're and I'm like, well, you know, I'm like, the early morning hours don't help. And uh, well, I don't. What what is your theory on why so many radio hosts? Oh, it's so- I, I, you know, I've been there. I've lived I it. I had two of the craziest ones. I, I as I like to say, Kirk wasn't the craziest one. As you no. know, my previous uh, partner Dino was. Uh, a, a wild man in his own right. And um, I talked to Dean Johnson. He was a radio critic, uh, columnist for the Herald for years about this one day. And his theory was over time, if you, the sleep deprivation over time gets to you and the craziness of the job combined with the sleep deprivation gets to you and it pushes some people over the edge. And he, it, this was before Kirk and before, uh, you know, before, uh, what's his face? Toucher. Um, he was talking about Howard Stern and Charles Laquadera and uh, Don Imus. And uh, in their own way, they're all a little maniacal. They're all even a lot maniacal. They're all crazy in their own way. And it's endemic because of the sleep deprivation and the atmosphere. Right. Kirk's, Kirk's different because he had issues right. long, long before he started in on radio, but radio, like it helped. Radio, right, radio, it doesn't help, you know, anybody. Uh, it doesn't help you with whatever depression or drug addiction or anything. It's a, it's a strange atmosphere. It's a strange life. Well, it's very competitive. I mean, you know, and a reason, a reason why I left WEI last year, it, it's not, wasn't the prevailing reason, but I was feeling myself kind of slowly going insane from the standpoint that you know me like if mark james was on with you in muttonstead like i would have a conniption in that way i would i was like i was you know insane and i'm like this is not really a way to live life i mean so it, it does do that to people it does do that's that true to that's true you're another example i mean you, you you got out and you weren't doing radio morning radio five days a week sleeping you know four or five hours it's an adrenaline rush totally and and I, I never slept enough, even though, you know, uh, some guys would go to bed at eight o'clock or whatever. I, how do you I, do I, that? Howard Stern says he did that. Dino used to do that. I've never done it. I just, I'd take whatever. I wouldn't sleep enough and it would get to you. By the end of the week, you were kind of, you know, kind of struggling and uh, staggering across the finish line. But hey, I'm the one exception. I'm perfectly normal and well-adjusted. Oh, totally normal. Yes. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. But, all right, Reema, I will let you, what are you working on? Anything for Forbes.com? Yeah, we got a few things coming up today. Maybe Belichick. Is this really? Uh, is this really the you know the master stroke from him? Here we go. Here we go. And uh, and Michael Porter Jr. Uh, very interesting. Thinks that the coronavirus is a population control measure. So maybe I'll write about that too. Oh, jeez. You know, I would say that I don't agree with it. But would you put it past the communist Chinese Communist Party? to say we have this incredible burden of millions and millions of elderly people who are just wearing down, you know, who are just ruining our economy. I mean, let's be honest. That doesn't have, when you have 90 year old people and you're paying you know, nursing homes, you know, 15,000 a month to keep someone who's barely alive. Uh, I wouldn't put it past the commies. I don't think it's a United States thing. I don't think it's an American thing. We care about our elderly, but I wouldn't put it past the commies. So, that's an interesting topic. Michael Porter Jr. might be onto something. I will look for it, and we will uh, follow you on Twitter and follow you in all your many, many places. And Thank many, you, Jerry. Many jobs. I'm and, following uh, you. All right. Thanks, Reamer, and thanks to Allied Paving and Shea Concrete and to uh, DCU 
And to Raycon for my wonderful, I'm going to hold it up to the camera, my wonderful wireless headphones. Love my Raycon. I'd say uh, thanks to Colin. But he passed out like an hour ago. But uh, you can follow him on Twitter if you want. Maybe he'll do another drunken another drunken periscope today that one that or maybe that's still available the one from last night it's so strange uh it's so bad it's good as i said earlier but uh anyway uh thanks to everyone for listening i'm jerry callahan this is the callahan podcast and we'll do it again tomorrow why am i stopping no one else stops i don't i can i go home the jerry callahan podcast